Based on a True Story is the latest true crime parody show that exists to poke fun at our culture's fascination with murders and serial killers. The comedy thriller dropped all eight episodes on streaming platform Peacock Thursday, June 8th. It takes place in LA and stars Kaylee Cuoco, Chris Messina, and Tom Bateman playing the roles of a real estate agent, a former tennis star, and a plumber. On this podcast, we'd like to discuss a recent installment of a different series every show. We're checking out episode one, The Great American Art Form. It's June 10th. Welcome to today's episode. So over the last decade, a true crime phenomenon has swept over America. Podcasts, documentaries, fictional shows based off true stories, they dominate the culture. Murderers have become celebrities, celebrities have become murderers, which inspired me to create the show. That was obviously a statement by the creator of the show, Craig Rosenberg, and I was just curious whether or not you agree with him. Uh, yeah, I definitely think so. The last few that we've done, the last one I can think about is Love and Death, but even before then, the thing about... Well, that's about, a true man, crime show. I mean, this is a parody true crime show. I mean, yeah, I, I'm saying that the true crime show genre has definitely broken into the mainstream with TV specifically. I think they have the sets, same set designer as the Love and Death one, or the same, like, costumer really? or something. Yeah, someone who's connected to that. The disillusioned part of me, though, sees this as just jumping in on the bandwagon. You know, there's true crime, there's true crime satire why make another one we already have the woman in the house across from the street from the window a girl in the window only murders in the building which this reminded me of. only murders in the building is this completely in fact i feel like this is almost a discount uh version of that i would say it's a ripoff the flight attendant santa clarita diet it feels like this is drawing upon things that have done it and done it maybe even better but you do have a talented cast so i was i was willing to give it that and i wanted to hear what you had to say before i made it my final assessment with the flight attendant i think that kaylee kuoko she's more ditzy in that than she is here at least her character is smarter like i thought that (laughs) there was a chance that this was actually a true story it's interesting you said that so the um president of scripted content um for peacock right, came out. Her name is Lisa Katz. And she originally, when this was pitched and uh, by Craig Rosenberg and uh, Jason Bateman, they, they came out there and she was like, this was conceived and inspired by a true story. So <laughs> I went through a lot of effort to try to find exactly what true story it was based on. Nothing. Like I the didn't guy, see Jason, Jason Bateman has something to do with this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jason Bateman has had, okay, let me give you four shows and let me see which one you can tell me he wasn't a part of. I okay? know I know Jason Bateman pretty well, so okay. No, yeah. you, you're not going to get this. Under the Banner of Heaven, Florida Man, A Teacher, and Kidding. He was executive producer on which of those three? Oh, which one? Okay. <laughs> no, I no, say- I mean like which which was he not? Okay, I would say kidding, probably. Okay, no, he was a, he was an executive producer on all four of them. It was a trick question. <laughs> That's how like his range has transcended past just him, his acting career. Also, he's coming out with a new show after this one that he's also an executive producer for. Do you want to run that game first? Because I was going to wait till the end to do that one. Yeah, sure. But let's do ahead. the game first. All right, so... It's either starring Brie Larson's, it's called Lessons in Chemistry, after being fired from her own lab, a female scientist in the 1960s hosts a TV cooking show, Supper at Six, to educate housewives on scientific topics. Or it's starring Jennifer Lawrence and it's called Astronatal, a young couple is trying to conceive the first baby in space. Or it's starring Scherzer Ronan, door to door, having graduated summa cum laude from Harvard, Hester makes her surprising career move when she decides to ignore her degree and become a door-to-door insurance salesperson. Or it's Lost Horizons starring Carrie Mulligan after a bachelorette party 
boating accident leaves eight girls stranded in the middle of the ocean without a working transponder. It's up to Brenda Williams, again, Carrie Mulligan, uh, and her team of Coast Guards to track down the girls before it's too late. Just to be clear, these are, like, one of them only one. Only it's one not, of them is not real. another trick question? Yes, it's not another trick question. Jason Bateman is the executive producer of this next show. I'll even tell you it's coming out on Apple. I'll give uh, the so Jennifer it's either lesson, Do you want me to go through it? Okay, so there's lessons in chemistry. There's astronatal. There's door to door. No, that one. Astronatal. Yeah. No, that completely made up. <laughs> so out of the other ones, door to door, lost horizons, and lessons in chemistry. Uh, lost horizons. No. It? Okay. No again. All right. So you're down to door to door and lessons in chemistry. Which one is it? I'll go lessons in chemistry. You got it. Yeah, that's it. The Brie Larson one. Now mm-hmm. it's strange because I I haven't seen Brie Larson in a lot of TV shows since like the League, and that was she was, yeah, that was such like a, a side recurring character. role. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's so he's he's in charge of everything. So from now on, we just have to assume Jason Bateman is behind it. <laughs> but Kaylee Cuoco is also interesting because she was behind uh, her production company was behind the Flight Attendant. Yeah. It was behind Harley Quinn, but it's not behind this. So this is like kind of the first for her where Mm. she's in in a while where she hasn't been like in charge of that, but she's still an executive producer. I just her production company isn't the one behind it. Obviously, Ava, who is uh, that's the name of the character she plays in this show, is different than the flight attendant character and way different than Harley Quinn. Even Mm -hmm. though it seems like they always, but her character always has some type of psychopathic like tendencies. You mean that she's she's a little crazy? Yeah, not that she's a psychopath. I mean, like we're supposed to kind of. So we start off with Natalia Dyer, I should probably mention. This reminded me 100% her of... Her name in the show is Chloe Lake, right? Chloe Lake, yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, we only see her in the first scene. She pops up a couple times afterwards, but this is her main scene. It reminded me a lot of Scream with, like, Drew Barrymore or Samara Weaving, even in the new Scream 6 movie. There was someone from Scream 6 in this. I didn't even recognize them. <laughs> uh, Tori Thompson, was Liana Liberato. Tori Thompson, wait, Tori plays Ava's sister, I Yes, think. so Scream 6. Remember when she, it was, it was, I don't want to give away the ending to Scream 6, but she was one of the siblings. Uh-huh, okay, yeah, okay, now I know you exactly got it? what okay. you're talking about. Yeah, cool. but N- Natalia Dyer, she plays the Scream character because she, like, walks into her house, she's on the phone talking about how great this date went and how she's going to probably make a second one. Then she starts working out, like, uh, she turns on the TV and it's one of those, like, promotional ads or, like, people that teach you how to work out and then she gets stabbed like multiple times oh so she's dead yeah she's straight up dead at the very beginning of this show so she's the first victim yes and i thought that that was a good way to start it off but then i got really annoyed with the show really fast because it did the two weeks earlier it's oh. not even a trope at this point mm-hmm. anymore it's every single show decides to do it and yes this show did it i thought better because the first scene was actually interesting i wanted to see how they got to that point but still the fact that we were going to have to deal with like another full season just to get to that moment annoyed me all right so get past that annoyance and tell me two weeks earlier are we introduced to ava and nathan and yes. are they together they are um, they're, they're together but mm-hmm. they, there's a lot of fights and a lot of misfortune that happened to them in the first 15 minutes for example nathan he's reliving his glory days because i wasn't sure if roger, roger federer actually made a cameo appearance in this show but he's watching a video of him beating roger federer because <laughs> apparently he was a championship uh, tennis player yeah. before a career ending injury with his 
Ava's knee. Okay. And then you have Ava. She's doing an open house and only one person has shown up to the open house. So she's like kind of failing on the real estate end, but not as bad as Nathan, who we learned uh, right afterwards has lost his job as a tennis coach at this like country club to mm -hmm. someone who's like 24 years old and mixes in a lot of alcohol with what he's training. Like if you miss a shot, you have to take a shot. Oh, he's like a bro. <laughs> yeah. His name is Mason. He was my favorite character because I thought that he delivered his lines pretty well. Great. And you can definitely understand why uh, Nathan, who has been like a championship player, would be mad at that. Now he's having to teach like five-year-olds uh, Red Bull, <laughs> which is like a way a pick worse a Pickleball, version. right? Wasn't there like a pickleball they, they refer to it. They refer to it as Red Ball. It might be Pickleball. Oh, no, no, no. Well. I just read in like some synopsis that he was like getting really mad at Pickleball. And I found that funny because the more I turn on like ESPN, they're actually starting to air Pickleball games. And I just find it hilarious. Yeah. Well, like, what? I, I, they just kept on saying red ball, but it's like five and six year olds yeah. that he's having to train. You okay. can imagine why like he'd be mad that his talents are being put to good use. Mm -hmm. So so you got this tension between this couple. Um, where does it lead to them figuring out that someone's a serial killer or wanting to start a podcast? Okay, so Ava, she is incredibly obsessed with true crime podcasts. Yes. That's okay. where it felt like it was only murders in the building. from only murders in the building because she just can't stop listening to them. No matter what it is, she mm -hmm. will listen to them and she'll talk to them about her friend like with her friends and everything is she's like crazy over them uh-huh are her friends as well or are they yes. annoyed by her? Oh, yes. okay they, so they like, like just have well. like weekly talks about what they've listened to and yet she teams up with her husband right to make it yeah not, so not her friends not obviously not our friends but her oh friends? sorry sorry sorry, sorry. Yeah. so we already talked about her friend tori right that was one of them well tori i think is ava's sister oh sorry is that what you said yeah. okay all right so tori though tori thompson well how okay because her maiden name would have been thompson uh, also from Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy? Yes, but I don't know if you would know this. She was raped by a clown in Sons of Anarchy. Do you know who I'm talking about? That was like the third episode of the whole show. Uh-huh. So the that same was, person. That's I just found insane. It yeah. I don't need that. That's crazy. She, she was, was like, in like two episodes or something. Yeah, she was in the third and I think the fourth episode. Yeah, I knew I knew you knew Sons of Anarchy well <laughs> that enough was, where I would yeah, say that. Yeah, that, okay, that just kind of blew my mind Cool a stuff. Bit. So they're making a podcast now, but like based on what? Well, it's not the podcast. Like that whole entire idea comes in at the very end of the episode because sure. really we're just trying to get kind of uh, how Nathan and Ava's relationship works. Uh, she's, <laughs> having, she's having a real hard time selling this house. And she's also fantasizing about having sex with the person she's giving the house tour to. Okay. Like that's that's kind of where the marriage troubles comes into play. Yeah. She keeps Isn't on, like, she already pregnant at this point? Yes, she is. Okay. That was that was that was having an affair thing. as you're pregnant. Well, she doesn't actually have it. I, I know. She just envisions it. Uh, and then But uh, that's that was written in because she actually was pregnant at the time. Oh, okay. So I was that makes so much more sense because I was seeing Ava and Nathan fight throughout this whole entire pilot, and I was like to have her pregnant. Why would that be the case? Well, she, um, for like any sort of sex scene later on, maybe uh, she had a stunt double fill in for her. Yeah. Uh, and then with like a fake belly. Uh -huh. And then for him, when they were doing tennis scenes, he had a stunt double for him. Okay. Yeah. Because you actually do see Nathan do some tennis in this episode. And he doesn't play tennis that's, at all. <laughs> that, that, Christmas Cena does not play tennis. That is funny because uh -huh. it's such a central point to his character. He talks about tennis being his whole life. Uh -huh. Because, uh, yeah. So Ava and Nathan, she's not able to sell the house. In fact, the person 
person she's giving the tour to kind of psychoanalyzes her and just destroys her and is like, you're definitely on the low end market and this house has just gotten like lower and lower and lower. He he was like acting like a real dick to her. He's just insulting her yeah, as a real estate for agent? for the most part. Okay. And she's just kind of having to take it. At the very end of all of this, uh, they come home and they're both kind of like bitching to each other about how bad their day was. Obviously, Nathan just lost his job. Ava is on the brink of losing her job. They're also on the brink of losing the house and you even get the sense that Ava is a little envious of Tori because Tori seems to be having a better life. She's just going on dates and seems to be like looking better and everything. Uh, and then on top of all of that, the toilet breaks. And this is kind of where the center of the episode takes place because after they get the toilet, they end up calling Wait, this plumber. Why would they get a toilet before they called a plumber? Well, no, they got the plumber to install the toilet. Yeah, but if your toilet is broken, why wouldn't you originally call the plumber and then get them to tell you to go buy a toilet? They, they just they just decided they just to call the plumber the... To, to go install it. Okay, yeah. all right. Assuming that I believe that, yeah, so this plumber comes in. His name is Matt Pierce, right? Yes, Matt Pierce. And I would say that there's even an argument to be made uh, that he's probably going to be the main character of the show. He's... I'm afraid you didn't recognize him. Did you not recognize him? I did him? not recognize Tom him, Tom no. Bateman? No. He is the best character from the Into the Dark series. He also was the villain in Cold Pursuit and also in a series called Behind Her oh, Eyes. Oh, so he's always playing the villain. Yes. That makes way more sense now. <laughs> yes. He's also pretty funny when he does these, and he is married to Daisy Ridley. What? Yeah. He pops up in the most randomest of stuff. Like, I never, ever, I don't recognize him usually. I didn't That's know he was thing. married to Daisy Ridley. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, okay, that... <laughs> a whole new perspective on this show i right. feel like matt on yeah. the show yeah it changes the show it does change the show because now i'm not gonna make a cameo now appearance. i think that the show is no not because of that fact <laughs> i'm talking about because the show i feel like is kind of better now because he's in it <laughs> yeah the top three are pretty big kaylee cuoco chris messina is from the newsroom he's also from the boogeyman he's also from <laughs> the mindy project and he's also from gaslit so uh we've seen him before um and like i said you've got the person from scream six and the main character from pandora so i didn't wait what Ru ruby gale ruby gale do you know who ruby gale no, is? I don't you think, oh I'm maybe you don't sure. see her in this episode yeah i don't know if you do okay not. all right well then she's also in it though but the, it, it's good to see that she's gotten work because pandora was kind of a low budget yeah show. pandora was a pretty bad show she's the main character from it so she's making the jump making the jump into big shows <laughs> so yeah really what happens is matt he installs the toilet and then he checks underneath the sink because uh and he sees that there's mold underneath mm -hmm. and because uh nathan and ava are so strapped with cash nathan decides to say to him hey i will give you free test free tennis lessons for like three months if you look two mold. times a week i mm -hmm. uh, just to just to be able to actually like to remove this it mold yeah in. yeah so it's black mold or yeah it, it, it's it's really bad too it was really disgusting the way that they made it look <laughs> yeah so they end up doing tennis lessons and Matt and Nathan get kind of closer to one another and then they start hanging out at bars and we learn a little bit more about Matt. He's part of like a failed marriage and he, yeah, he decided to move from Pomona all the way to Los Angeles just kind of to get away from that life. Yeah. And you start to kind of feel bad for uh, Nathan. I was enjoying Matt's character. But that's when everything decides to take a turn, almost for the worse. And this is when I thought that the show got a lot better because... Wait, so it took a turn for the worse, you mean theme-wise? Yeah, theme-wise. But the, the show, show got itself better. got better because yeah. then we see Chloe Lake. We see her have a couple interactions with Nathan at a bar. First, it seems like it's kind of flirtatious because she makes him a drink. But then the next day, I think they run into each other at the bar and she's like... As soon as the they bathroom. show Chloe Lake, the person who died in the first scene, mm -hmm. you have to know, though, that he was the killer, right? 
that who is the killer? Well, I mean, he, they was, they try because they try to make it seem like Nathan is the killer at first. Like, oh, at, so at Nathan also first. met Chloe? Yeah, no, the, Nathan is the person that Chloe. I thought you were saying to. Matt did. Okay, no, so no, no, no. yeah, yeah. So you thought that Nathan was the killer? Yeah, would have been an interesting twist. Because yeah. because after because something that happens like ten minutes in is that Ava and Nathan they have a fight because Ava says you're not the person I married, mm-hmm. basically saying how he's kind of just fallen from such grace. Yes. and then he gets so mad that he drives in the car, and then there's like there's like really suspenseful music in the background, and you see a shot of Chloe Lake in the bar as because she, she's a bartender yeah. and, they, and that that's supposed to kind of signify that nathan might be the killer but after you see them run into each other what happens is is that uh nathan he gets completely drunk one night matt drops him off and then you see a quick cut of chloe lake being stabbed and midway through the episode we're caught up all the way to where we were at the beginning of the of the episode sure so i had to give the show so much credit for that because i thought that we were going to have to wait a full season doing the constant in media ruas to see how we got there but in, no in media, res. in media res yes but instead we're there midway through the episode sure okay no so you know what who stabbed her yeah, because at the very end of the episode, uh, Ava and Nathan are talking, and what was at the crime scene was a blue booty. Because we even see that at the very beginning of the episode, Matt, before he uh, decides to walk into the house, always puts these plastic blue uh, blue booties on, basically, to not get mud inside the house. I've never heard the word booty before. That's like, what that's in that way. Say, yeah. All right. okay. And, and it, it was bloody and everything. So then Ava and Nathan start making a ton of quick connections that it must have been Matt. That's the reason why. Why he moved from uh, Pomona to LA to and get away. And instead of going to the police, they say, let's start a yes. podcast. So Matt ends up leaving and and uh, Nathan is like, you know what? I'm going to call the police. He dials in 911. And then Ava is like, look, aren't you going to be mad if like Serial ends up reporting on this? And yeah, sure. We'll be like interviewed for five or 10 minutes, but then that'll be it. And, and that's all we're going to get. We can make a podcast. We'll make sure that Matt does not murder anyone. And also Serial tends to favor doing their crime shows on people who are either like suspected as innocent or as like people who are misunderstood. I don't see how Matt is she, anything other than just kind of a serial killer. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how the show, I think, is framed. I mean, out of all the, well. the ones that they could have used as as a reference. They said, they they said, said a couple serial. They said a couple different ones. Oh, okay. Serial was just mixed One of the in. ones that you heard, yeah. Yeah, but then Ava and Nathan come to this agreement. They're going to have Matt on the podcast, make sure he doesn't kill anyone, <laughs> and then after the podcast wraps up, they're going to turn him into the police. And as entertaining as it was to see those ending scenes, there's even a quick scene that reminded me of the beginning scene of beef where when uh ava figures out about the item that was found at the crime scene she's driving she's like running away from her friends and almost getting into multiple crashes blowing through stop signs because she's trying to get to nathan to tell him the news yeah you said earlier nathan got mad and he also started recklessly driving as well so maybe that's not the best especially in la you wouldn't think that they'd be like promoting that recklessly driving the idea of getting behind the wheel when you're super upset yes it seems like a lot of characters are doing that not only in this show but like you just said yeah everything else mm-hmm. so at the very end of the episode nathan kind think- of talks to matt at the beach and he's like i know that you're the west side ripper that's the murderer that's been going around apparently la what a cool name and matt doesn't it reminded me of dexter kind of the bay harbor butcher i, I guess I was, uh, yeah i don't see it that is. and then <laughs> and then matt was matt doesn't really say anything but ava is on looking at the beach to see how he's reacting and that's the end of the episode mm. so overall i thought that the second half of the episode was a lot more entertaining and again i give the show 
show huge credit for not keeping this Chloe Lake thing in the back until like the episode beforehand or the finale to see how he actually got there. However, I can't help with the fact that it is a complete ripoff of only murders in the building. And I might give it a pass if it came out maybe a couple weeks afterwards, but only murders in the building, at least for this season was greenlit one. sometime in like April 2022, yeah. I think. And yeah. I think only murders in the building came out like early 2021, if I remember that correctly. Oh, and it was greenlit well before that. Yeah. So, it, you know, I, there's obviously a comparison there. I think the guy was inspired by it. But I mean, like... It, Too inspired by it's it? by the point it just... On, like, yeah. Know. I mean, it's literally just taking the same plot, basically. And That's then what I was afraid of. Making, yeah, and then make, trying to make it its own. And I felt like it was just trying to jumble too much as well. I think that the acting is good. There are some funny moments. In would fact, you recommend it to True Crime Junkies? Yeah. And would you say that it's better than the woman in the house across from the street from the girl in the window? Uh, I'm going to probably give this episode a five, and I think I gave the woman in, a, in the house yeah, like yeah, a yeah. six, so mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think that that was actually better. Overall, that was on Netflix, right? Overall, it's gotten mixed reviews. Hollywood Reporter, Indie Wire, The Guardian, all around that like middle tier line. Roger Ebert, Collider, um, The Daily Beast, they liked the chemistry between the main two actors, and then The Wall Street Journal hated it. The Wall Street Journal hated <laughs> yes, it? Yes, absolutely they- panned it. They just hated everything about it. However, I think overall, like, the show is going to, it, like, if all those other shows didn't exist, this would be a perfectly fine comedy, right? Yeah. And you've got the talent behind the cast, so there's, like, redeemable qualities about it. It's also been an album, a Blake Shelton album, the, based on a true story <laughs> name, a movie in 2017, the Roman Plants. I remember like, that thriller. coming out, yeah. Um, and so now it's a TV show. None of those are related. I just thought it was interesting. And uh, something else you might not know is that Craig Rosenberg, who created this show, also cr- is creating, I think, the Gen v show which is the spinoff to the boys, the boys he was a yeah. part of the boys production and so now he's going to do one about vot superheroes which i think is like younger generation that's why it's right like yeah it's yeah, yeah yeah that's what the trailer showed at least you've seen the trailer already? yeah okay it, I it came seen out like yet. it came out a couple months ago i do want to say natalia dyer i think that she's done with this show i think that she was just there for the first episode that would at, that makes sense at this point she's yeah, kind of she, low on the cast list and that's makes sense now she had an and in front of her name when they were going through through the cast uh, when they were, yeah. Yeah, it was either her or Jenna Ortega type, and they were just like, all right, (laughs) let's grab a Natalie Dyer in there and throw her in there. Anything else that you want to say? Do you have any predictions for the end of the season? I don't know if Matt's the killer. I don't think he is. I feel like the show is trying to kind of make it that way, but something that I realized, even with uh, the parody shows. Yeah. Maybe it is. (laughs) No, but like even with American Vandal and things like that, even if you are so, if the characters are so certain that's that person, it's usually not. (laughs) I would be upset if it wasn't, though, because of how good a bad guy he plays. Like, so, again, I'm just telling you, like he, he played a good plays murderer before. Bad guys. So, oh well, actually, in behind her eyes, he was the good guy who was getting like there was a question whether or not he was a bad guy, and he ended up being a good guy. But uh, but but yeah, he can do both. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. <laughs>